When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. No, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. The way the game goes, uh, it's not something that I can really control. Uh, but, I mean, if Clint's saying you want to give, them, give me the ball more, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm all for making uh, big plays for the team. And, uh, I mean, whenever my name is called, I'm going out there and making a play, so. Uh, if that's more targets or less targets, it is what it is. The game the game goes different ways. I love that guy. He's, He's a great. pro, man. Justin Jefferson, that jacket, that's fire right there. I forget the brand. Courtney, Courtney Cronin commented on it. Is that so-and-so brand? I'm blanking on what it, what it was, but it's, uh, it is a nice jacket. I'd, I'd rock that jacket. It is badass, yeah. Judd, would you rock that just... jacket? In my in my younger days, I actually had. I, I mean that that looks like an old school. It's not, but it looks like an old school down jacket. So the answer is yes. In my younger days, now would I attempt to pull that look off? Absolutely. I, I want to see Judd wearing that jacket and like the newest pair of Jordan shoes. Yes, like and, the, with the big high, and skinny the high jeans, high top, skinny and, jeans, and, and, and skinny jeans. Yep, and some and some chill I'll boys. Rock uh, shoes. Yeah. We, yeah, I'm fine with shoes. We got, we got, I, I love high tops. We got a note. What, what's more likely, Declan rides a horse or Judd puts on skinny jeans? And I honestly don't know which one is more likely. I like Declan. I think Judd might need a couple more weeks on Livia before yeah, he puts on say, the skinny there, jeans. There ain't no skinny jeans going on in this body yet. I'm going to tell you that right now. So this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by Surly Brewing Company, Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan. Daily Vikings Entertainment, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. That's what we say every day on the show. Uh, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, thank you. If you're watching on a TCL TV, double thank you because TCL has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And uh, even though we don't advise anyone ever takes our advice on gambling, we like to look at the Vikings games each week from a market perspective. What are the odds and sports books saying? Uh, what are some of the relevant props? And before we get to the actual game against the Chargers and the pick for all of us, let's start with, according to Bovada, the latest odds for first coach to be fired or resign or otherwise leave their post. Who do you guys think right now is the coach most likely to get fired or leave their post? I, I saw this list, so I'm going to oh, refer to okay. so I don't cheat. I, I, I bet Nagy still won. Is Nagy won? He is by quite a wide margin. He's, okay. He is still one and a half to one. He's almost even money to be the first coach fired. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm a little surprised by this one. Urban Meyer is still second, but they've got two wins now. I feel like they're kind of overachieving. Yeah. But he's four and a half to one. 
Mike Zimmer is the third most likely oh, wow. coach to be fired at seven to one, just ahead of David Culley with the Texans at eight to one. So, what are your thoughts on that? Zimmer as the third most likely coach to be fired, or as the first coach fired at seven to one. I think it's probably very fair right now. In fact, I think a couple of weeks ago, after they won two in a row, it had dipped drastically. Correct, and mm-hmm. and now it's back up. So, I think the first question is this too: Do you have an ownership group? that has previously done this. Like, I don't think the bears do this. I think the bears almost always wait. wait. I think the bears almost always wait. So I don't think Nagy by the current administration, Chicago gets fired until we get to the end of the season. The Wilfs have done this before. Um, Their patience is probably wearing thin. And right now, Mike, to me at the podium looks really defeated. Like, like he, there's no spunk left there. There's not a lot of fire left there. He keeps talking about how my players play hard and stuff. Like he's grasping at cliche ridden straws. So I yeah. think that those odds are very fair. What is okay. So the Wilfs did this with Childress. That's the only time they've done it. Right. Yep. I mean, they, they did it with Tice right after the final game. They couldn't wait. They, they had that press release. Hour. They handed it to Nate Tice. Poor Nate that Tice. was the worst part. Poor guy had been a ball boy, and he's like, hey, here's a press release about your daddy. Fired. We should get Nate. Nate uh, Nate's doing some awesome podcast yeah. work, and, and uh, we've, we had some discussions with him before the season. Um, we should get him on at some point here to just tell that story, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, what is the biggest difference, or I guess compare and contrast, the Childress midseason firing to where the Vikings are with Zimmer right now? Uh, Mike hasn't been insubordinate. He's been, I think he's been incredibly stubborn, and I think he is probably not the easiest guy to work with. But, you know, what ultimately got Brad fired was the fact that he released Randy Moss without telling the people who own the football team. They won their next game, I think it was against the Cardinals. They eventually, in November, so a couple weeks after, got drilled by the Packers, and he got fired. The other thing, as we discussed on a previous episode, of Purple Daily that we don't know is I knew for a fact in 2010, Phil, the players had turned on Brad. Like they yeah. were done with Brad. They were they were checked they were checked it feels out on Brad. A bit. So is, is it but, is but in fairness right now? I don't that's my question. And I don't know. Like, it like feels these, like the seeds are planted here a little bit. Sure. Right? Like but I don't have we don't have the access to know the answer to that question. But one, I don't I don't think Mike is going to be flat out insubordinate i don't think he might be but i don't think so but if players are like we're done with this like we're just done with it and they get and they lose badly sunday and they lose to the packers i mean that might be a tipping point where they're just like you know what it's too toxic but i don't know officially what the stance is there internally with the Vikings. Yeah, I also think it's possible that everyone's kind of looking and saying, God, if you can somehow just split these next two games, again, I'm 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 not saying that this is my low bar of expectations, but if you're the ownership or you're Spielman or whatever. Yep. All right, if you can split these next two games, get it to 4 and 6, you're st- like the 7 seed is still within reach and then you've got San Francisco vulnerable, Lions vulnerable, a home game against a tough Pittsburgh team, but that's a winnable game. And then you still have two Chicago games. Like if you can split these next two, mm-hmm. you can make some hay in, you know, the the last what, seven or eight weeks of the season. So I do still feel like it's wait and see mode. The the main reason that there's two main reasons why you would fire a coach right now. Insubordination 
and an unworkable environment where everyone everyone hates him. No one wants to play for him anymore. It's a mutiny, whatever you want to call it. Yep. I don't think we're fully there yet, but seeds are planted. But the other reason why you would fire a coach is if you thought, God, this team is drastically underperforming. And if you just extracted this person from the situation yep. and put somebody else in, Andre Patterson or whoever else, and just loosen this thing up a little bit and just a different viewpoint looking at the roster and the strategy, then you can still save the season and make a run. That happens in hockey all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. In basketball, it happens too. Yep. And I could see the Wills doing exactly that because they clearly had and probably still have expectations. So and and the thing that we're not probably factoring in enough and and again on this show it's not good enough but that 7th seed is an opening for a, a not great team to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't exist until 2020. And so yeah, you you're right. If they think Andre Patterson can sort of calm this down, he's well liked, um he'll allow, you know, if you think this. Clint Kubiak is is has not been unleashed and he's going to be fine play calling if mike is gone like if you factor in all of those things you're right and mm-hmm. they could say but what scares me there beware of the interim coach who does that because you know les frazier is a great example oh my god look at what he did let's give him the chance let's give him the job i want a full-on postseason search for a new coach and in my Agreed. world a new GM. So I'm very leery of the Andre Patterson stepped in and did great. Let's try Andre. And, and let's, you know, Andre Patterson is very highly respected in his lane. Sure. He's also 61 years old and he's mostly been a position coach. Like, so he was just going through his history. He was a head coach at Cal Poly back in 1994 through 1996. And he was a co I mean, he's a co-defensive coordinator the last couple of years, and he was uh, a defensive coordinator for UTEP in college 10 years ago. But he's he's mostly just been a great position coach. Yep. And he's had some, even going back, because he was with the Vikings in the late 90s, right? Like he coached John Randall, and he coached uh, Chris step. Dolman the second time around. And, yeah. Um, so I don't know, like if, do you guys think, would you consider firing, let's say they lose and you thought, God, God there's just... Uh, there's so much more meat on the bone here. Would you consider firing Zimmer as a last gasp for this team to get better this season? I personally would not. I think the Wolves would. Yeah, yeah I would. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I think I'd rather, just, I'd rather just lose more games. Yeah, correct. Don't do it. But the Wolves don't think like that. But yes, I agree completely with you guys. All right. What about playoff odds here? So the Vikings right now even though they lost last week because the rest of the NFC is also losing a bunch of games, their playoff odds are basically the same as they were last week. 34% chance to make the playoffs, 10% chance to win the division, 0.6% chance to win the Super Bowl. Thoughts? Yeah, that's probably fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, I might have bickered with one of those things last week a little bit, but I think for the most part, it's been actually very dead on. I, I agree completely with that. I think yeah. it's mostly too just because that, that seven seed's so wide open, so that's why yep. there wasn't much of a drop. I mean, if they won the game against the Ravens, that probably would have obviously spiked it up a, a bit. I don't think it would have shot right up. Um, but it, because the seven seed is completely wide open right now, it makes sense that they, their playoff odds basically have stayed the same from week to week. Yeah, I mean, like right now, it's nuts. Like 
The AFC, by the way, is crazy too. The the yes. Titans are sending a top at seven and two, but you got to think they're they're going to lose a game or two uh, because Derrick Henry's gone. But like the right now in the AFC, the the Broncos are eleventh based on tie breaks, and they're five and four. The Colts are four and five and sitting in the twelve seed. Right now, a four win team is in the playoffs in the NFC. The Falcons would be the seventh seed at four and four. Panthers are four and five. Vikings are ninth at three and five, tied with Seattle and San Francisco. So I got to think Seattle's got to run in them, but they have to play maybe an Aaron Rodgers Packers team if Rodgers comes back this weekend. So it's possible they're too buried. But the seventh seed right now, the Vikings are only a game back of the Falcons. Yes. yes. And, and I am really intrigued by the San Fran bust. If San Fran continues down th- this path, I-, I think it's actually as or more in- interesting than the disappointment that is the Vikings. Yeah, I'm really I'm curious to see because they they had expectations too, and they're just not that good yep. compared to what they're supposed to be. All right, let's get to the actual game itself here. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites over the Minnesota Vikings. This thing opened at like two two and a half. And money and bets are sort of pouring in on the Chargers. Speaking of pouring in, Judd, do you ever pour your Surlius into a pint glass, or do you just pour it into your throat? No, no, no. I get the Surly Furious, which I've got. Oh my goodness, right here. Thank you very much, Keys. Keys still here, and I um I poured into a nice beer glass, a nice mug. You know why? Because I like to enjoy it. This is a beer that needs to be enjoyed. This is not a beer that you like get from a a bottle or something. This is a beer that needs to be savored because, you know, so (laughs) much has gone wrong in Minnesota sports that we need something to savor. And Surly Furious is a Minnesota product that we can savor. And I'd like to see what you're drinking, what you're sipping on Surly-wise this weekend. Show us your cans at Jay Zolgad on Twitter, and I will retweet it, and respond to it because that's the type of guy I am. Show us your cans, and you might get a tweet from Judd. I mean, if that is not I retweet stuff to... all the time from folks, that's and I'm right. like, you, you're you on the right plan. I got a tweet last night from a guy, a fridge full <laughs> of full of products, including Surly Furious. Uh, hey, uh, I'm, I, I don't know how to solicit like you sending me pictures of something in this category, but Federated Insurance is great regardless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Federated is here to help business owners with risk management, protect your bottom line, protect your employees, and make sure with the winter weather approaching in the Twin Cities that uh, you've got your ducks in a row and plans in place for anything that cold weather could do to your business. So find out more about the resources and the people that Federated offers up at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. <laughs> All right, so here's the info. Here are the deets, as the kids say. Chargers, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Vikings. 59% of the bets are coming in on the Chargers. 71% of the money is coming in on the Chargers. The Vikings are 4-4 four and four this season against the spread. The Chargers are 5-3 and three this season against the spread. And uh, Action Network writes this. Minnesota has been impossible for anyone to figure out with all of its late finishes. As Sports Illustrated's Will Raggett's put it, the Vikings could play the 2007, I'm sorry, the 2007 Patriots or the 2008 Lions and either matchup would come down to the final play. It's undefeated and fully defeated. Uh, the Vikings pass defense has been elite and should limit Justin Herbert. While Minnesota remains far too committed to the run, 
that should play well against the league's worst run defense. The Vikings could win this game outright pretty easily. It's also full in play for them to just lose close by a point or two and still cover. And so we have to take the points on the road in a toss-up game. So the national perception here, at least from, well, and it's not just Action Network, but I think a lot of publications just think, God, they've been losing all these close games, you know? So uh, what are your thoughts here? Let's start with Judd, Vikings three-and-a-half-point underdogs. I'm taking the Vikings. I do think that they'll probably lose, but I am taking them to cover because the Vikings are going to, until until they prove that they aren't, they're going, they're going to Viking, which is they're going to keep it close. They're going to uh, have their fans, their stands saying post-game, well, they were so close. I mean, they lost another. Until I see this team quit, and this team has not quit, um, until I see them quit, and oh my God, they've lost by yeah. 21. Now it's off the rails. I am, if I am betting on this game, I'm taking the Vikings. And I'll say this again. If they win, I will not be shocked. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think the Chargers win this game and they cover the spread no problem. Um, I think I, I know the Vikings have come down to the wire on seven of these eight games. Even Football Outsider says the Vikings are technically a better team than the Chargers uh, from DVOA. Uh, but I think Justin yeah. Herbert and the Chargers are going to have no problem. Um, it, it won't. I won't say it's going to be a shootout and it's going to be they're going to stop on the Vikings' throat. But I think the Chargers are going to be able to cover this spread no problem. I wouldn't be sweating it. I, I man, it's so hard. It's it's so hard to know. Like, are they ready to quit? Are they ready to tap out? Was last week the final straw? I don't think it was. I think the Vikings are going to win this game outright. I think they're going to sit up like the Undertaker. I think Justin Jefferson's going to get about fourteen targets in this one. He's going to have a huge game. And I'm not saying that everything that they do if they win this game is sustainable and repeatable the rest of the season, but I think they show signs of life. They get their season sort of at least back on the right track, and they win. Um, I also think it makes sense to pound the run because the Chargers are not good at stopping the run, but it doesn't mean that you can't still have some big pass plays. You can still run the ball down their throats and target Justin Jefferson like 12 times. You know, It doesn't have to be either or. So I think I'll definitely take the Vikings to cover the three and a half, and I think the Vikings may and will win this game. That's what I said last oh, week. Right. I said, I and, and yeah. they came close again. They came mm-hmm. close. Man, they're, they're a good team, right? No, not really. Yeah, you're like you're good enough to be close or you're bad enough to keep games close that shouldn't be close. I love the way that uh, Will Raggett's put it, that, yeah, if they played an undefeated 2007 Patriots team, yeah. they would give them a fight. <laughs> and then if they played the same, you know, 0-16 Lions team, the 0-8 Lions team, they would find a way to be in a field goal game in the fourth quarter. Zim has had teams quit on him far more than this. Like, there have been times and games when when there's been no doubt. Um, go back to 2016, right? That team largely quit. Um, yeah. This team hasn't quit. They've just been bad enough to get screwed up. Yeah. Okay, the over-under for this is 53 combined points between the Vikings mm. and the Judges. Declan? Under. Under, under, under. I know I've been hammering those lately, but I, I just I don't really see how this turns into both teams going back and forth. And and the, the Chargers have a sieve of a run defense, but just because their run defense isn't good, I don't think that equates to it being a high-scoring game either. Um, so I, I would, I'll take the under that 53-and-a-half. I'm with Declan. Yeah, because if you if you pound the rock, you're technically going to keep your defense off the field, which would keep Herbert off the field, and and it's you wouldn't score a ton of points because you're pounding the rock. Hence, I think Declan's exactly right. 
both teams should be looking to pound the rock against each other. And if you have a game in which both teams are pounding the rock, the clock runs more, and the, so you just get fewer possessions in a Correct. game. And so for that reason, I'm out on the over. How I'm can two over. of us have said pound the rock and you didn't hit the football sound? Sorry, it's my bad. That's my bad. Football. I've been rusty. I haven't had my, I, I my button bar. I watched the clip last weekend of, the, of, of Carlin explaining football versus baseball, and it's still so damn good. Uh, and, and that's and that's where the football yeah. sounder comes from there. Everyone always wonders, what is yeah. that? Who is that? It's, it's, it's Carlin. Carlin, man. Yeah. Football. Great clip. <laughs> All right, some props for you guys, and maybe we've already answered some of these, but let's go Justin Jefferson, 75.5 receiving yards. I'll hit the over. And I, I I feel like a broken record because for the last three weeks we've been wanting him to be targeted and wanting him to go over his, his his mark here. It's finally time, just for God's sakes. It looked like he was going to hit after the first quarter because he had the 50-yard yeah. bomb against the Ravens. Um, I'll, I'll say over. Finally, he hits the over. I agree. I, I mean, it's not that much for him. It's not that much to ask for. It should be way over. It should be, like, this dude should be. Yeah, if he's targeted 12 times like you said, it should be for sure. I'm going over just on principle. <laughs> yeah, let's let's speak this into existence. Agree. Okay, uh, Dalvin Cook over or under ninety and a half rushing yards. Over should be over. I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to get the ball a ton. They can't stop the run. Yeah. I don't think you can fix that. So, yeah, I I will. He should have minimum like one ten. I could actually see the Chargers like self-reflecting and knowing how bad they are and knowing what the Vikings want to do, just like going all, I could see them going all out to stop the run and saying, all right, Kirk, throw the ball over the top. I could see that scenario. By the way, bottle them up. By, by the, the way, this is a game where if you don't use play action, you're an idiot because the chargers are going to be basically stacking the box, right? Because they can't stop the run, so the stack only way yeah, the only way to box. do that is you get you get uh, that box stacked as much as possible, and so they're like, we got to stop Cook. <laughs> so you go play action, and to the term that you just used, Phil, over the top, you you then because you're gonna freeze the backers. Like, oh, and once dude, those backers ball. freeze the backers, once the oh, backers are frozen, now Jefferson and Thielen and Osborne are streaking down that field. We're talking seven, eight, nine routes. And then I think it, just to make sure that there's you know an open throw over the middle of the field, so you want to look the safety off too, right? Football. Make sure that Nobody looked the safety off like Favre because you freeze because it's the eyes, right? It's the yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Justin Herbert, two hundred ninety-three and a half passing yards over under. I'll hit under. I bet it's close. I, I don't think it's significantly under, but I, I'm going I'm to say under. I'm going to go over. I don't think in this day, day and age that is, like, that's not a, oh, my God, that's a career game. I'm going to go over. Boy, if it's, oh, I'm going to go under. If it is over, I don't think the Vikings can win, unless he has a bunch of interceptions or something, like a couple interceptions, and he's playing catch-up the whole game. I just I don't think that. that you can call the pass defense no no matter what DVOA says. I don't think you can call it elite right now without Hunter, without Peterson. I don't trust Breland. If Chris Boyd has to play, it's a disaster. Willikus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, where's the rush going to come from? Griffin? Maybe DJ Wan will get one of of his 12 pressures on the season. (laughs) Um, 
Okay, uh, and then the last one here, Kirk Cousins, over or under 274.5 passing yards. He has gone under 200 the last two games. 274.5. Under. Under. Uh, Unfortunately. That seems really high. Yeah, against a team you should be running the ball against. You haven't gone over 200 the last couple games. I'm going to say under as well. I will caution you. I will caution you guys. We are in for a Kirk game, though, because people are starting to lose faith in Kirk, which Kirk loves, and that's when Kirk bounces back. I mean, Kirk Tober was built on the back of, of uh, okay, Kirk's not that good, right? Feels like the last two games, check down Charlie. That's when he's like, no, man, I can pass He hears it, man. Yeah, he knows. Oh, he hears yeah. everything. Here he hears everything. Yep. All right. So, so we'll we'll see. Don't forget Vikings vent line right after that game is over. Vikings and Chargers, and you can find it on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. It's the most fan friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. And lately, it's the best therapy session, and it's free for you guys. Over four of these on my birthday weekend. Over oh, yeah, four. Hammer. Take Hammer. the uh, tomorrow. Pun tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. tomorrow the big. The big. Fifty two. November thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine, baby. Love it. Love it. Yeah, so everyone uh, wish Judd a happy birthday by uh, showing him your cans on yep. Twitter. Yep, I will be sitting <laughs> Take on that my couch you want to. <laughs> watching sports, and you can tweet me. All right, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.